the 905 Derby War. This is Schwab Wars. Hello, everyone. My name is Adam Hayes, and we are doing a very special one-on-one interview with none other than someone who I have had the privilege of meeting and seeing for the very first time live back in January at the King of Combat Tournament for New Frontier Pro. But, of course, he's been staying hungry, staying focused, as he likes to say on his social media. He, of course, is the monster of NWX. He is the BFG. He is Ethan Strong. Ethan, how's it going, brother? Adam Hayes, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. I, I got to say, first of all, um, as I said off the top when it came to New Frontier, uh, being able to see you live was the very first time that I got to back in January. Um, yep. Thank you for throwing around Tyler Hill, uh, just because it, it, this is a personal pleasure of mine to be able to see him get tossed around like a, you know, a wet sack of potatoes. So, You know, a lot of people say that, and you know what? <laughs> Business comes... <laughs> When business calls, I got to step up. <laughs> of course, of course. And you definitely did step up. And, of course, a lot of people have been wondering who was going to be the replacement when it comes to the tournament and that. But, of course, we're jumping ahead right now. I'm just very excited yep. to be able to actually have this interview uh, with you. Let's kind of just start out things with you. Um, first of all, how did you first find out about professional wrestling? How did you want to get involved in professional wrestling? And what gravitated you to, to the world of the sport? Honestly, uh, okay, let's start way back to when I was, what, eight, nine? I was in grade four or five. Um, My friends were all interested in it, and I just wanted to figure out what the hell everybody was, you know, talking about. So then I think one of my first matches I watched was a Monday Night Raw. It was a... I'm thinking it was a John Cena match, if I can remember back that far. Um, just the whole aspect of it from the gimmicks to the athleticism of 90% of the guys, I was just like starstruck. Like most of us are when we first get into it. Um, so fast forward up until high school, cause everybody would ask me, Hey, what are you going to do when you grow up? Well, First of all, I was like, okay, well, I could be a personal trainer like I went to school for or whatever, right? But the main thing that stuck with me was pro wrestling, pro wrestling, pro wrestling. It was crazy. Um, I actually had one teacher of mine in grade seven, maybe eight, that said, you know, you're you're going to have a fake life. And I said, you know what? Let's see you do what they do in the ring. Because realistically, although there's the theatrics and the drama like everybody knows, there's still that pure athleticism that you have to have, right? Absolutely. So I is... Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. All right. Um, so I basically used the negativity of disbelievers of the business and – gave myself that drive to be like, okay, I want to get into the business. How do I find out? So then basically from there, I was in high school doing a co-op placement at the YMCA at, in my local town. And next thing you know, I met up with Ryan Swift, AKA Robbie Reckless. Uh, we just kind of bonded from there, talked about here and there from, like a little bit of wrestling. I asked him how I could get into it. And he told me there was a show asked me to, if I wanted to help out. And the rest was history. I basically 
helped edit as many shows as I possibly could. <laughs> so how long ago was that? Like since from the first time you were kind of got that first like little creak of the door before you made it into training? Um, I started coming around indie shows in Niagara at about 2013, I want to say. Okay. So I've been around a while just to learn the ropes and learn how things work. Uh, I didn't actually start training till about two years after that, and it was off and on. Uh, so I wasn't really that focused. I was just excited, new environment, everything else. Um, so, yeah, it took about two years for me to actually get into the ring off and on. Um, but I loved coming around shows. Awesome. It was a big part of me. <laughs> who were some of the who were some of the guys since you've been coming around to shows at that point here in Ontario around the 2013 mark the, that you you know kind of saw and you kind of gravitated to right away when you first started out? Um, let's see, guys like Rip Impact. Uh, I met Cody Deaner help helping out at uh, an MCW show once. Um, Tyler Turva, uh, Outlaw Scott Chase. Um, Rex Atkins, Easy, some of the local Niagara guys. Um, so yeah, I just kind of gravitated towards them and got to know them a little bit Fair as uh, I was setting up rings and tearing down and everything. So paying your dues, which is of course what everyone should be doing Absolutely. when they first get to the business and that. Do you think yep. that since you were doing that around 2013, just to kind of skip ahead a little bit now to you know 2023? Do you think that is something that is still considered a popular trait of a lot of students or people coming into the business of the whole paying your dues, you know, setting up the ring, getting thing, bring your gear back to any show that you attend, stuff like that? Honestly, depending on depending on where you're at and which school you come from, obviously, um, I've learned very well from uh, Chris Thorne at CWF that and through Easy e and Rob and uh, even Jeff Black, uh, just to throw a name out there, because um, I helped out tear down and set up. Um, basically, from what I see now, not a lot, of, and I've been at a lot of shows where not a lot of people want to help. And it's it's made me realize now, getting further along, getting better and everything, that if you don't want to be if you don't want to set up, if you don't want to tear down, why bother? Because that's, I feel that's just dis- mainly disrespectful to the crew, mainly disrespectful to um, the business in general as a whole, because if you're not serious about it, why are you even there? Absolutely. Um, you were talking before about your trainer, Chris Thorne, someone that I, I've run into a couple of times in my you know, career here in Ontario. Uh, what gravitates you to be able to go to CWF and train under him, uh, as opposed to a lot of the different schools that were around the time that you first broke in? Honestly, at that time, I was living right around the corner from school. That works. Um, <laughs> so literally, I was like, okay, cool. I'm in St. Catharines. I'm like five minutes down the road. Convenient. <laughs> Have I wanted to branch out to see other styles of schools of course but with life being the way it is busy schedules eh, i've just stuck to my loyalty with cwf of course and of course cwf and as well working with uh, nwx as well which you've been associated yep. with um 
and now starting to kind of branch out more into like the lower southern Ontario based, so like your Toronto's, your Hamilton's, yep. um, making your way up to Oshawa's. What is it now about your career that is making you want to be able to branch out farther than you have already before? You know, I just want I would ju- I just want to get the reps in. Um, call me call me standard, call me whatever, but it's it's what you got to do in this business. Um, I'm trying to get as, get my name out there as far as possible. Um, obviously with the opportunities that Thorns let me have with NWX, um, and MWO, uh, Robbie Reckless's promotion. Um, and even when I came out to new frontier and let's say the three, six, five show that I did, it was, it was all, all about timing and all about like right opportunity. And I didn't want to step on Chris Thorne's toes, so I asked him, what can I do? Because I know for myself, I'm still yellow lit per se. So I'm working shows here and there, but I'm still not fully green lit. So it's just making me a thousand times more hungry to get out into uh, Ontario. Of course. I mean, newer audiences and, you know, different aspects, different opponents are going to be able to bring out a different side of you. And also you're be able to take those tools of the trade and learn in the ring every single time, especially in these different environments. Uh, unlike being around like your center core people that you're, yeah. you know, kind of always used to. Um, one thing I got to bring up with, because it's a glaring thing that anybody meets you for the very first time, and that is your height and your size. Uh, I wouldn't, I mean, for God's sakes, you're called the monster. You're called the BFG, which by the way, uh, I'm assuming you're a fan of Doom. That's the reason why you gave yourself that nickname, or? Um, actually, funny story. I was actually okay. talking to um, somebody during the Twitch stream. Okay. And they actually pitched the idea. I think it was either Gumby or uh, Gilmy. Ah, and yeah. Justin thought... Gomet from Gilmy Talks Podcast. Big fan of the yep. show. So they thought they private messaged me on uh, Twitch and they're like, what do you think about this for music? Cause when I think BFG, I'm thinking doom and I'm like, Hmm, that might work. So since the B- since the uh, BFG name came about, I was like, you know what? Let's use it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, of course, we were just talking about uh, a second ago when it comes to, you know, your personality and stuff like that. And you are a yep. very tall, statured individual, uh, as soon as very anybody much. meets you for the very time. Uh, I'm sure in your lifetime you have gotten quite a few um, looks and glares and stuff like that, too. Um, before we get into the wrestling aspect of it, because, of course, yep. you know, that is a huge aspect of that. Tell me what it was like for someone of your size growing up, because I'm sure that you were, you know, taller than the average bear, shall we say. Man. To be honest, I am a gentle soul as anybody who meets me. That's what every giant says. Come on now. Honestly, in where's the bruiser Brody in you? <laughs> okay, <laughs> there's that. That's from when we hit the ring and the bell goes off. Ah, um, there, you go. there you go. So basically, um, you know, everybody, everybody I talked to for the first time was like, "Holy shit, you're." very intimidating at first just by the sheer size of you i'm like yeah fair but at the same time they're like once they get to know me and everything else they're like hmm, he's actually not a t- 
terrible human, <laughs> not a complete jackass, so to speak. Um, uh, where was I going with this? Uh, but yeah, no, growing up, it was like I got picked on multiple times, uh, even as the big, bigger guy. I was always taller than everybody. I was slower than everybody because my coordination. Um, I've always had the genetics where I've been bigger than everybody else, where it was kind of rough for the first little bit. And then I kind of embraced it um, because of the genetics uh, syndrome that I have. I had a fused chromosome, which allowed me to grow faster than everybody else. And it could have went the opposite way, and I couldn't be here today. So I thank God for that, um, and God bless my genetics and working and overcoming the obstacles that life has given me in general that I can still uh, do what I want uh, actively and freely because if I was on the other end of the spectrum, I probably would have uh, passed on pretty early. So that's a huge thing of mine to never give up and just keep fighting for what I want, because I know that if things have been reversed, there would have been nothing. I wouldn't have been able to achieve what I have. And of course you've already been able to achieve some things with not just, you know, in the world of professional wrestling, but your life in general as well. So exactly. Um, this, Go ahead. This is something I just try to explain to some people and share a little bit of my backstory because it's uh, not a lot of people know and understand what I have, but it's uh, I just spread a little bit of awareness every time I go. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, do you think yeah. that I made the joke earlier because, you know, a lot of people who are a taller and whatnot, they always say that, you know, they're more of a gentle giant and you hear that kind of, you know, yep. um, you know, uh, sentence that describes a lot of people who are, you know, really, really tall, really, really bigger and stuff like that. But when you get to know them, they're a really good person. Do you think that because of your size and because of the nature of the intimidation when you first walk into a room and, you know, if you were to go into a grocery store, you were to go somewhere else, a lot of people were just like, ah, you know what I mean? But you have an inner responsibility maybe within yourself to kind of put yourself out there more and present your personality more because of that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so you have to work almost a little bit harder than the average person to kind of justify that you are more than just what you appear to be. Yeah. It was, it was a huge struggle, like through school, throughout, like just every day in the public, um, people would come up to me and be like, Oh my God. And I'd try to offer help and whatever. And they'd be like, why he doesn't have to he's being nice i don't get it he's so like tall and i'm like well that's just in my nature i was growing up on that like the respect thing no matter what trying to help people whether i know them or not so (laughs) it was one of those things where i just had to kind of adapt to it over time instead of um instead of just uh, full force, uh, ex- expend as much as I have to. Now, because of, of course, you know, being a bigger person and stuff like that too, when you started getting into wrestling, and you already touched on it a little bit as well, 
Did you find that you gravitated towards those people who were already bigger athletes, like, you know, you know, your Undertakers, your Canes, your Big Shows, uh, or anyone that was above like that six foot six nature? Or did you gravitate to maybe some of the smaller guys or did it really just didn't matter based on height for you? Honestly, for me, it was a mixture of the two. Uh, I did gravitate to going back into the history books, watching guys like Andre, Bam Bam, uh, Bundy. And then there was other guys that were, uh, let's say, the John Cena's, the Edge, uh, the takers of the world, where I just wanted a mix of everything. Um, Then I can mix my style to everything, even though I know I'm a big guy. I still want to be that guy that can occasionally out of the blue hit a hit a big move that a small guy can do and they can just look at it and be like what the hell <laughs> well you definitely did that especially for myself sitting on commentary and being able to watch you live for the first time i kind of got that feeling as well you definitely played up your size and your intimidation and whatnot which is great because i will say um someone of your size is very rare to see nowadays in the world of independent wrestling, especially here in Ontario. It's been a long time since we've seen uh, someone, um, you know, with your with your frame and whatnot. Do you think that that gives you a clear advantage moving forward once you kind of get out of the green and the yellow right into just full blown, you know, full steam ahead for Ethan Strong? Or do you think that's going to be, again, just like it has been sometimes in your life, more of a, a limit or a hindrance in your career? Honestly, I think eventually once I get to that point, it'll be full, full force. I can run with it, take the ball, figure out what I want to do and just run with it. But for now, I'm still trying to, since I'm fairly new, I still want to try and adapt to different things depending on who I'm wrestling, of course. Because uh, do I want to work on my speed because I know I'm more of a slower guy? Yes. But do I want to do like half speed, slow half speed where it's to the point where I'm the slow methodical character or, and half like um, speed, of course, but it all depends on the situation. Absolutely. Do you think um, based on just your growing up and whatnot and seeing the wrestlers that you did again, I'm kind of basing based on the people that you've mentioned, like your edges, your John Cena's and stuff. You grew up on like that. Oh, six, Oh seven, Oh eight kind of mark when it came to around the time when I came in. Yeah. Yeah, around the time that you came in and whatnot, and like kind of gravitating to those. Do you think that because you were almost beginning to see the modern workings of the modern style of, we'll just call it sports entertainment. I know sports entertainment has been around since the 1980s in a sense when it yep. comes to professional wrestling, but it has been ever been more enhanced, at least in my opinion, since the mid 2000s up until now. Do you think that because you grew up in that style of professional wrestling and you were, you know, first brought into wrestling looking at that particular style that you gravitate towards the more of the entertainment aspect professional wrestling or do you see it more as the sport of a professional wrestling like say the people who grew up with it in the 60s and 70s and so on um since i've been like actively like training and everything i look at it more like the uh more like the actual sport as opposed to the character heavy stuff um because i've always loved taking because I was a football player back in uh, high school, right? Okay. So basically, I can take a hit and get back up. You were the was, running back, right? Uh, no, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> if I had that speed, I would definitely full force go into it. But no, I was um, 
offensive tackle, defensive tackle, and then I did play a little bit of uh, defensive end once, but uh, wasn't that much. Um, but back on topic here, it was uh, more of it was more of like, okay, I can take a hit, I can get back up, do something else, which football it took me about a year or two to get into the swing of things. Um, when I first started training off and on with wrestling, it was more so, okay, take this bump, take this move, whatever. And then it was just relearning coordination again, because it was so different between the football aspect and, uh, the wrestling aspect. I was like, okay, I need to take a step back. (laughs) All right. Um, next question that I got to ask you, uh, of course, we are on the road to WrestleMania, as everyone likes yep. to say. Um, WrestleMania is a absolute huge time, not just for fans of professional wrestling, but for wrestlers in general, because there seems to be a lot more shows that come up. There's a lot more opportunities that fall into people's plates and more eyes that are usually focused around this time when it comes to professional wrestling. Even fans that are casual fans are going now more to indie shows. They're attending, they're watching shows, uh, you know, for the WWE product to see what is happening. Um, Are you one of those people that focuses and uh, pays attention to the modern day product? Or do you just more or less go back and watch a little bit more of the history of professional wrestling? Or do you do a mixture of both? Um, I'm personally a mixture of both. Um, I like to see how the game has changed from, let's say, the 80s all the way up until now, or even further if I can. Um, I'm basically uh, watching wrestling, thinking about wrestling 90% of my day. It's something that I've always wanted to do, and given that it's um, WrestleMania season like every year, um, normally it's a mixture of the both, but do I watch a lot of the current products, of course, just to see what's up to date and what uh, what are what is being built up to WrestleMania. Um, with all the modern wrestling that's around nowadays, which again is just it's there's insane. just an, it, it, there's so many products and so many different companies that are trying to itch their name. Even in Ontario alone, there's like over like 22, 25 promotions just in based in Ontario alone, which is just insane when you kind of take the landscape and the scope of it and whatnot. Um, first of all, I will actually, you know what, I'll sidetrack just because I kind of brought that topic up. What is your opinion on having so many different promotions within Ontario? Uh, and do you think that is a hindrance when it comes to being a professional wrestler or even a hindrance to a fan here uh, in Ontario independent wrestling? Honestly, from a fan's point of it, I mean, it's great. There's a show like every weekend, twice a weekend, whichever, like whichever promotions are running on the same day or like within that weekend. Um, so I think for a fan, it's great to have anything to watch but you know you have your diehard like let's say um for example new frontier fans or cwf fans that are just strictly to those promotions i mean it's it's great don't get me wrong but like at the same time to have fans that are universal that can go to every show and like have a great time that makes a whole lot more sense to me because then Mm -hmm. it's a mixture of everything put together so you're not just going to let's say a super kicked every weekend or a 
HPW, just to name a few, um, you have that variety to say, okay, you, I don't want to go this weekend to this show, but I can go this weekend to another show. Um, and for wrestlers, I mean, it's great that we can get the reps in, but it's also, I had this conversation with a friend of mine the other day, cause they're like, how do you feel about everything? And I'm like, well, you see, it's, it's good because we have the business. We have matches that we can go to every, like every month or every two weeks or whatever. But at the same time, it's like, okay, where do we got to go? And if you get double booked, it would just be a nightmare. Right. And if they overlapped, it'd be crazy. So I'm kind of on the fence with, uh, on the wrestling side of it for all the promotions being saturated. But as a fan, that's, that's my hot take. <laughs> there you go. Um, and of course, as a fan of professional wrestling right now, especially more than ever, while there is a loyalty to professional wrestling and everyone's just like one for all, all for one, you know, it's, it's never been stronger. It's more of a, you know, eclectic group now more than it ever has been, especially with the advantages of social media and bringing people together and whatnot. Yep. It's also provided a lot more of a divide than it ever has been aboard because it's also given so many people an opinion when they never really had the opportunity to share that said opinion, especially when it comes to the fact of what you see now between uh, on message boards, online and stuff like that, or between say the WWE audience versus the AEW audience. Of course, there's yep. the people that will be in between be like, ah, it's wrestling, enjoy both, whatever. Um, but of course exactly. you have those people that are just like, you know, I am a diehard WWE through and through. And of course you have the AEW guys that are just like, nope, WWE is crap. They're terrible. Yep. Um, this is just, you know, this is my show. This is my product. Um, when it comes to you, is there a company that you gravitate to more now than the others? Uh, just because of maybe your personal bias, personal style, uh, or just what you're enjoying the most of a product right now? Honestly, mostly I'm I'm a mix of everything. Uh, there's yeah, not fair. one. <laughs> there's not one that I gravitate to. Um, well, mainly just because of how convenient it is and with my schedule. It's easier for me to watch, let's say, like a Raw or a SmackDown. Um, but that doesn't stop me from going and looking up what happened this week on, let's say, like a Dynamite or an Impact. Uh, because wrestling is so saturated, it's awesome that we can have so much product to watch. So I try to get a mix of everything. I try to go online and find New Japan stuff. I go to try and find like all this hard-hitting stuff that, I can learn different things from. So it's so as a scapegoat answer, it's the WWE, but like nothing's gonna stop me. Let's say during the week finding clips or a match from a Wrestle Kingdom or sure a Bound for Glory. Or especially if one of those companies comes up knocking, be like, nope, sorry, I'm a WWE guy. You know, exactly. Sorry, AEW, I will not take this. You know, that's exactly it. I want. I like to keep my options open. Yeah. Very good. Smart um, it's been a pleasure, by the way, talking to you and all this stuff. It's, Likewise, uh, thank you very much. I, I must say, um, 
I'm very much looking forward to the next time. Hopefully we're able to have you in a new frontier ring, of course, and other shows that you're going to be at. Um, I would especially love to be able to have you on the product here on Schwab Wars a little bit more. Of course, we do our different style shows, as everybody knows. Of course, last week we did our tournament edition of the best 90s movie of all time, where we took the top 16 highest grossing of all time, yep. put them together, and got to see who was the best of the best. Uh, just because I'm kind of bringing up on that topic, what is your favorite 90s movie of all time? Ooh, honestly, I'm a, uh, well, it's kind of like a 80s, 90s vibe to it. Um, I'm a huge Wayne's World, Mark. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, don't let promoters hear that. They're going to be like, here comes this big giant. He's amazing. He's dominant. Swing. (laughs) He's got the big swing. Hey, I know. Don't talk to Matchbreaker about that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, again, it's been an absolute pleasure to be able to have you on the podcast. Uh, is there anything that you would like to be able to uh, promote before we uh, end this thing on a high note? Um, honestly, just uh, and your socials. Yeah, I was going to get to that in just a second. Um, so it's Ethan Strong Wrestling on pretty much every social media. Uh, your uh, Instagram, uh, TikTok, uh, Twitch, because I very, uh, very briefly – Every so often, uh, I'm a part-time streamer, so if you want to come check it out, let me know. Uh, hit that follow button. Hey. Um, aside from that, I think my Twitter's EthanStrong66, because I haven't been able to change that to EthanStrongWrestling. But aside from that, you can find me at the Monster Ethan Strong on YouTube uh, to keep uh, to keep up to date with uh, some of my matches that I post. Um, aside from that, I know I'm, I don't know if they canceled the show yet or not, but, um, March 12th, I should be back in an NWX ring. Uh, May 6th, I'll be at MWO. Not sure what's going on with that, but it hasn't been officially announced. I just know I'm booked for that. Uh, aside from that, that's all I got for today, guys. Awesome. Perfect. Well, Ethan Strong, it's been an absolute pleasure to be able to have you on the podcast. And of course, uh, check out everything for over on us at Schwawars on Facebook.com slash Schwawars, Instagram.com slash Schwawars. I know you don't actually have to put in the link. You can just go to Instagram, type it in, but I'm old. Blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, you can go to anchor.fm slash Schwawars podcast to be able to find all back episodes uh, that we've had on the podcast, including, like I said, last week's where we did our 90s tournament edition uh, to be able to determine what is the greatest 90s movie of all time. Uh, it it was quite a good debate a whole lot of fun with that one next week on the podcast is going to be something also wrestling related as well it is called the great wrestling debate where i'm going to be having myself and a couple of other colleagues uh come onto the call and we're going to be discussing some of the greatest co- most controversial things in all of wrestling and to be able to see whether or not if history really did change would it have made a difference in the overall sport professional wrestling? So if you are a big fan of history, if you're a big fan of people arguing and whatnot, and especially with uh, my broadcast colleague, George Mackay, who, um, well, quite frankly, likes to shit on me every since he possibly can, uh, then this is the podcast for you. So definitely check that out next week on the show. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Adam Hayes. Thank you very much, and we'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>